On today's show, I'll be sharing with you 10, actually 12, modern songwriters that will help you fall back in love with the art of songcraft. These are 12 songwriters that I am currently obsessed with. And there's quite a few local songwriters on it. Given that fact, I'd be willing to bet that you haven't heard of at least six of the songwriters on my list. Songwriters, lyric appreciators, this episode is for you. This is episode 259 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more fulfillment, progress, and joy from your guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be sharing with you some acoustic news you can use, which includes a weird movie, an instrument production juggling act, literally, and much, much more. Plus, I'll be sprinkling in some comments from the Fretboard Summit recap episode. But first, I cannot wait for you to hear these 12 songwriters, so let's go ahead and dig in. First up on my list is my good friend, Simon Flory. Currently based in Texas, Simon is the very first musician I ever played a gig with, and I gotta tell you, I love his songwriting. I loved it then, and I love it even more now. Here he is singing his song, Peter Mac Built a Semi-Truck. It won't take no song, no. It won't take no Hank Williams song. It won't take no I'm so lonesome I could cry. Next up is Jeffrey Foucault, one of my favorite songwriters and singers of all time, easily in my top five. He seems to have a way with words. He's a word wizard of sorts. And that stems from his love of great authors, at least that is my interpretation. His songs lyrics read much like stories, and they have this wonderful nuance to them that kind of pulls you in. I can't quite describe it accurately, so let's go ahead and give one of his songs a listen. You always asked me why I loved you, but then no reason would suffice. And all the words that I could give you could never meet your price. Caitlin Canty is next. Now, I first saw Caitlin open up for the Milk Carton Kids in Boise, Idaho at the Egyptian Theater. I had never heard her name before, but once she finished her opening set, I was completely enamored. Her songwriting is sparse in the best possible way. A lot of times she uses the theme of driving in her songs, and it feels like you're on this solo road trip. It's, it's, it's wonderful how she paints these pictures. Uh, her songs are a treat to listen to. In fact, let's listen to one right now. And in fact, the one we're gonna listen to is entitled Dotted Line, and she's performing with Jeffrey Foucault and the late Billy Conway on percussion. You know, I'm not doing this in a, in a countdown fashion where 12 is good and number one is the best. These are just 12 songwriters that honestly, I'm currently obsessed with. You know, I've loved their music for a long time, but as of recent, I've been digging into their lyrics and I am wowed 
by the minds of the songwriters on this list. Next up is Sarah Voss of Dead Horses. I first heard Dead Horses because of my wife, Whitney. She came home with an album and I thought, this is really good. And then I started, as I mentioned, reading the lyrics and I thought, this is really, really good. Sarah is a wonderful human being and her lyrics can be pulled from the song and they almost read like a poem. In fact, here's a great example. Here's the song, Swinger in the Trees. Saw my brother Next up is Courtney Hartman. You've likely heard that name before because, well, I've mentioned it on the Acoustic Tuesday show quite a few times, and she used to be in the bluegrass band Della May. But I want to focus on her solo stuff right now because it gives wonderful pause to the craziness of everyday life. Her songs are introspective. In a way, at least my interpretation is, her songs kind of transport you to a beautiful, quiet field where you're looking at the beauty of life. The clouds passing by overhead, the wind in the grass. I know that sounds kind of pie in the sky, but that's the effect that it has on me. It offers great solace from the stress of the day to day. So let's go ahead and listen to one of her songs entitled Wandering. Oh honey pie, come inside. The rhythm of yours fits the rhythm of mine and we can take all of our time. I'm not running away and we can make a life of being free and we can make a life of you and me and we can make a life of wandering. The songwriter coming up, I first heard at a birthday party. Yes, a birthday party. At the time, my landlord had this wonderful party and invited Alexa Rose to come play at it. And upon watching her play, I was dumbfounded that I had never heard her before. Her songs are beautiful stories and they take these wonderful twists and turns you quite simply don't see coming. And then when you mix in her voice, which is unique and captivating all in and of itself, it's the complete package of everything you would want from a songwriter. So let's give a song of hers a listen entitled Pre-Owned Heart. Remember to where I'm from and where you are My second hand love, your fine work of art Now I'm a pretty good deal on a pre-owned heart If I could only get the damn old thing to Susan Gibson. That's the next songwriter on my list, and that name might not ring a bell, but I guarantee you've heard one of her songs before. We'll get there in a moment, but first, let's listen to a song that she wrote that I absolutely love because it involves a guitar, and the story behind it is pretty incredible. Here's the song, The Wood Wouldn't Burn. My old man didn't play that much. He let the strings get rusty when he lost his touch. So down in the basement it went With the baby books and Christmas ornaments The fire started on the ground floor Took my husband and my son before It crept down the basement stairs Then I guess it just ran out of air Okay, so remember I said that you've likely heard one of Susan's songs before? Well, if you ever heard the Dixie Chicks sing Wide Open Spaces, Susan wrote that. 
Yeah, she wrote that. That is one of Susan Gibson's songs, and the Dixie Chicks made it a hit. So just to kind of hear where that song came from, the, uh, the epicenter of that song, let's go ahead and listen to Susan sing that very song. She traveled this road as a child Wide-eyed and grinning, she never tired But now she won't be coming back with the rest If these are life's lessons, she'll take this test She needs wide open spaces Now, I should have mentioned that Susan lives in Missoula, Montana. At least, I believe that's where she lives currently. And this next songwriter is also from Missoula, Montana. Tom Catmull. You want to talk about a voice? You want to talk about a male voice that just... I've never heard anything like it. I really have never heard anything like it. And when you match that with his songwriting, which is incredibly emotional, but in a way that you have to hear the song two, three, four times, because each time you listen, you start to access a different layer of emotion. And it has to do with the mix of lyrics and the timbre of his voice. And a great example of that is his song, The Crows. Let's hear it. Another young man drinking at a bar and his friends give him hell cause they all know that lightweight Billy's got a car but he'll probably never make it home. If that were my kid, if that were my kid, I'd well, I just don't know. But that ain't my kid, and his poor mother's time is spent fighting off the crows. You know the song that you just heard? Well, it had a drummer in it, and that drummer is the next songwriter on my list, Travis Yost. Yes, he plays drums in Tom Catmull's band, but he also is a fantastic songwriter in and of himself. Is that the right phrase? I'm gonna go with it. Anyways, I actually just played a Songwriters in the Round show with Travis, and sitting next to him in that live performance, I was struck by how witty and clever Travis is with words and with song. He can write a song that is incredibly funny and follow that up with a song that is incredibly touching, almost bringing you to tears. Uh, here's a song that he wrote entitled, There You Are. There you are Oh, in the light of a big front porch and There you are until I'm back, you'll carry the torch. And here we are, looking forward just you and me. And here we are, we're gonna make it just wait and see. Just wait and see. Let's go ahead and stick with the Montana theme. I wanna introduce you to Riddy Armin. If you have not heard her music, do yourself a favor and go and get her self-titled album. It is awesome. Period, exclamation point, underline, all capital letters. It is awesome. She is one of those writers where you're listening to the song and you're like, how did you come up with this? Like, how does your brain work? 
That's the question you have when you listen to Riddy's songs. They're just, they're just plain beautiful. And a great example of that is her song, Spirits, Angels, or Lies, written about her father. Funny things happen before someone dies. Well, you can call the spirits angels or lies. But we'll never know what someone sees with their own eyes. You ever want a song that rips your heart out of your chest, kicks it down the street a little bit in a rainstorm? Yeah, Benjamin Todd writes those songs. Uh, you've likely heard me mention him before because I plain and simply love his music. His voice shines and his lyrics are just, they're just heart-wrenching. They, they really are. And they make you think. They really give you pause to contemplate. And that's what I love. I love when a songwriter has that effect. So let's go ahead and listen to his song, Sorry for the Things. Sorry, sorry. I said that very Canadian. Sorry for the things. And I'm sorry for the things that I said when I was drunk. I didn't mean them then. And I hope you lied when you whispered goodbye through teary eyes. Last on my list is John Moreland. Last, but certainly not least. I saw John open up for Iron and Wine in Missoula, Montana. And I had never heard him before. And as soon as his opening set ended, I, I immediately beelined to the merch booth and bought every record I could get my hands on. Yeah, he had that effect on me. Um, he uses common imagery that is highly relatable, making you think that the songs he writes are, are directly for you. There's a line in one of his songs about his grandma still giving him 10 bucks or five bucks on his birthday. And I think that's something everybody in a way can relate to. And it just, it felt so commonplace, but placed in the song, it just had that effect. It had that impact. And one of my favorite songs by John is 3.59 AM. It has so many of those impactful lines in it. It's tough to keep track. So let's go ahead and listen to a little snippet of it right now. So try to be patient, try to understand. I'm a child trying to do the work of a man. My pockets are empty. I don't own a thing. But I take a diamond from the sky and put it in your ring. All right, it's your turn. I want you to weigh in on this conversation. And in the comments below, let me know an under-the-radar songwriter that you really dig. An under-the-radar songwriter that you're listening to right now. Now, I don't want to see Bob Dylan. I don't want to see Neil Young. I don't want to see Leonard Cohen. I don't want to see the Beatles. Nothing against those acts. Nothing against those acts or artists. I just want to create a list of under-the-radar songwriters, maybe local songwriters to you, so that we all can get this breath of fresh air in terms of what we're listening to right now. So again, go ahead and let me know in the comments below one of your favorite songwriters that you may be listening to right now. That, of course, the caveat is under the radar. Okay, let's dive into some acoustic news you can use. And first up on my list is a weird movie. Yes, the movie is titled, the full title is Weird. 
the Al Yankovic story. Yes, it is a biopic about Weird Al Yankovic, and it looks, it looks entertaining, uh, to say the least. I never knew that Weird Al had such a uh, a tale to tell. Obviously, I'm sure there's some fiction involved here, but it looks darn good, and uh, well, let's go ahead and look at the trailer. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh. Well, you should do that then. My little hungry one, hungry one, open up a package of my banana. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. Just yesterday, Pre-War Guitars announced that they're doing a Norman Blake-inspired limited run. Yes, 12 guitars that are of limited edition, signed and endorsed by Norman Blake. Now, they first hinted at this about a week ago, two weeks ago now, uh, where they did a close-up on a guitar fingerboard that showed bar frets. And I thought to myself, they're gonna start putting bar frets in their guitars? That is incredibly ambitious. And then they followed that up with the announcement of this Norman Blake series. This is, a, as I mentioned, a limited run of 12 guitars. They did a pre-order for them yesterday, and I'm willing to bet they're sold out. I don't know that for a fact. In fact, I encourage you to check it out. They may not be sold out, and if that's the case, uh, hop on the list. I don't know pricing information. I don't know any other information because they just announced it yesterday. All I wanna do is tell you about it because, well, you're an acoustic guitar geek, and I thought you needed to know. Finally, on this first dose of acoustic news you can use, uh, you know, a couple months back, I was at the Old Town School of Folk Music for the Fretboard Summit. It was a great time, and I got to visit the store that started off my entire musical journey, the Old Town School Music Store. And while I was there, they thought, hey, Tone, would you want to do some instrument reviews? So I had a chance to review three different open back banjos at the store that started it all for me. It was so much fun. And the banjos I reviewed were an Adam Kreffman open back banjo, a great builder out of Oak Park, Illinois. Uh, next was a Dogwood banjo, a banjo that was on my list uh, to, to play. I had never played one before. And then lastly, a Pisgah banjo, which really knocked my socks off. But the whole premise of the video was to show that banjos can sound drastically different. I think the common misconception is that, well, they're just drum heads with strings on them. Not the case. They can truly sound different. And this review that I shot really proves that. Let's look at a small clip of it right now. It offers a considerable amount of articulation. So you're gonna get some of the same articulation you got from the dogwood, but amped up like 10 times. You have strong, plunky notes, very articulate, very crispy, and the decay's a little bit quicker. So if you're looking for clarity, this is the type of banjo you're gonna wanna play. And that being said, let's give it a play. Speaking of the Fretboard Summit, let me go ahead and share with you some comments from episode 257 of the show where I talked about, well, the Fretboard Summit. Uh, quick note before we get into these comments, I do want to encourage you to check out the Old Town School Music Store's YouTube channel. There's some great instruments on there and some great players playing those great 
instruments. Okay, on to those comments. The first one comes from Jim Ross, and he says this. Thanks for another entertaining Tony Tuesday. I really like the look up segment. Pardon the pun, but it hit a chord with me. I used to race in triathlon, and in 2002, I entered my biggest race ever, the St. Anthony's Triathlon in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's an Olympic distance race, uh, a 1.5K swim, a 40K bike, and a 10K run. I was standing at the water's edge with a friend getting ready for our wave to depart in about 15 minutes. We were both pretty anxious about the race because it was windy and the bay was really choppy. We heard some laughter and looked up to see two young ladies also getting ready to start. They were laughing and didn't appear to have a care in the world. They were just excited to get the race started. It was then we realized one of the ladies only had one arm and the other only had one leg. We were humbled by their attitudes and motivated to get going. Their wave went five minutes before ours. I looked for them the entire race thinking, if they can do it, so can I. I had a goal of finishing in under three hours and did it. Granted, it wasn't much under three hours, but 2.59.08 still was good for me. If I hadn't looked up, I may not have even finished the race, much less met my goal. So by all means, look up. You never know where motivation and inspiration will be found. Be nice and play guitar. Uh, Jim, first and foremost, congratulations on completing that race. That is a feat in and of itself. But also, to see that lesson play out in real life uh, is pretty awesome, you know? Oftentimes we're so focused on the thing we're working towards, uh, we never we never really do look up. And as you mentioned in your comment, there's inspiration and motivation all around us. We just have to take the pause to look up and kind of take it all in. The next comment comes from Masha T22. She says this, great episode. Love seeing you out in the field enjoying events that let Luthier's work shine. I hope you'll do more episodes like this. Get out there and show us the glorious world of guitars. Well, twist my arm. I'm gonna keep my eyes on the uh, Luthier radar, the guitar show radar. And if it works out with my schedule, I will certainly go to more and give you the report because being able to play some of these Luthier's uh, guitars is, an experience in and of itself. And if I can share that with all of you in any way, shape, or form, I certainly, certainly will. What an incredible community we are all a part of. Speaking of community, uh, let's go ahead and take a break and see what the TAC family is working on. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family is presented with a daily challenge. Monday's focus is on technique, Tuesday's guitar licks, Wednesday's improvisation, Thursday's rhythm guitar, and Friday's chord transitions. It is Tuesday. The TAC fam is working on a guitar lick, and well, here is what they're working on today. Today's lick is in the key of E major. And this is a really cool look because it's a it's a quote unquote move that I really like. In fact, the the closed position part of this lick is one that I think once you master it, you'll be able to move it around other keys and and place it various places on the neck and and really enjoy playing it because it's a um, it's a really effective lick. And also, it's one of those licks that once you know it and play it and have heard it for a couple of you know gone through it a couple times you'll start to hear it in other songs and be like, oh, that's that exact little lick. It's a wonderful lick to get to that 
uh, from that middle position of the neck to the open position of the neck, and luckily we can rely on that nice, fat, open, low E string um, to kind of resolve the entire lick since this is in the key of E major. Just one more comment from that episode where I recapped the fretboard summit, and then we'll get into some more acoustic news you can use, which includes that juggling act I referenced. You, you gotta see this. It's very, very cool. Uh, the final comment from that episode comes from Jim Newcomb, who happens to be the director of the Old Town School of Folk Music. He says this, Tony, thank you for your kind words about the school, Chris Walls and the Fretboard Summit. Your big takeaway is the thing we want everyone to leave any event or class or workshop at the Old Town School. We were glad to have you back home at OTS and hope that we'll see you in 2023. Uh, Jim, cheers to you. Uh, the Old Town School is a magical place and I cannot wait to be there in 2023. In fact, uh, Whitney and I just were looking at the concert lineup thinking, I wonder if we could sneak away to, uh, to Chicago and see, um, to see a show at the Old Town School because it is, in my opinion, the best concert venue in the entire United States. I know that's a bold statement, but I gotta tell you, it is the best. It is a listening room. You get to be up close, almost with the performer, and it seems that performers at the Old Town School really like playing there as well. It's a listening room, uh, the, the crowd is quiet, so you go there expecting to hear amazing music, and you get to hear amazing music. It's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Not to mention the Old Town School itself. Just, if, if you're ever in Chicago, you have to stop. You have to go in there, you have to breathe the air, you have to see the sights. It's just a, um, it's, it's a must stop. It's a must stop, plain and simple. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for your comment. And again, uh, I can't wait to see you in 2023 as well. All right, let's dive back into some acoustic news you can use. Uh, this first little chunk comes from the folks at Ear Trumpet Labs. Beautiful microphones, not only in how they look, but also in how they sound, and I've always wondered how they were made. Where do all the little pieces come from? How do they all fit together? Well, Ear Trumpet must have read my mind because they just recently released a video entitled Edwina, one of their microphones, uh, from parts to performance. And it shows the building of one of these microphones and there's a lot of work that goes into it. Here's a small clip from that video. Soldered into place on the leads of the headboard. The assembled mic is placed face down onto the screen and aligned. A screen is placed on top of the head ring, and the back face plate is fitted over that. Acorn nuts are attached to the bolts and tightened by hand. The bolts are tightened with a screwdriver and a hex driver. The construction of the microphone is complete. If you talk to any instrument builder, it seems what they're doing is more or less a juggling act, metaphorically speaking, unless you're at Pisgah Banjos because I found footage of one of their makers juggling banjo necks. <laughs> and since we're on the whole songwriting theme, let me wrap up your news report with some new songs from Coulter Wall. He just released two brand new songs. The first one, Let's All Help the Cowboys Sing the Blues, and the second one, Cypress Hills and the Big Country. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to one of those new songs. Uh, let's see. Let's listen to Let's All Help the Cowboys Sing the Blues. Cowboys have fallen love, hurt now and bit. Let their hearts hang out so 
they can write you all the hit. So ladies, if they ask you, don't refuse. Let's all help the cowboys sing blues. Lots of new music for your ears today, but I've got one more thing I want to share with you before I wrap up the show, and that is a guitarsonal. Uh, a guitarsonal in Tallahassee, Florida, brought to you by Kermit Harrison, an Acoustic Tuesday viewer who wants to share his guitarsonal with you. He's got a Taylor 314 CE, a Taylor GS Mini Mahogany, a Mitchell 333 CE BST, a Fender FA125, an Epiphone PR150, a Conrad, and a Squire Stratocaster. Thank you so much, Kermit, for sharing your guitarsonal with us. And if you're sitting at home thinking, I need a guitarsonal shirt, and once I get that guitarsonal shirt, I'm gonna take a picture with all my guitars and get my guitarsonal featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Well, I'm happy to tell you that you can do so right here, right now. There's a link in the description to get yourself a guitarsonal shirt. There's also a link in the description to submit your picture. Bingo, bango, boombo, you're featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today, but first, <clears throat> Let's take a sneak peek into next week. Next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show, I'll be sharing with you 10 guitar slash music related podcasts that you need in your life. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And before I let you go, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please... <laughs> So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, guitar geeks, unite.